You know, that TLC channel is really something else. It really is. It's actually really hilarious. You know, the 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 content that they put on that channel is really, you know, they're freaks. They're freaks on that on that show. It, it it's very interesting. You know, they do. You know, they have some. You know, the flip house flipping and stuff like that. But today, today, I was watching my six hundred pound life. And I, I actually encourage people to watch the show. It, the show is absolutely hilarious. Oh my god. It's absolutely hilarious. They all start the same. You see the pitiful side of an unbelievably obese person. Just more, just morbidly obese. Just absolutely huge. And, you know, they give their sob story, which really isn't sad at all. They try to make it seem, you know, they they they're all the same. You know, I I I was I was chunky when I was growing up, and then I got older, and you know, I just you know the weight kept coming on, and I you know, I was I I started becoming self conscious and. And I, I, I decided, you know, I just decided to stay away from people and just isolate myself. And so food became my best friend. It became my lover. They're all, they're all, they're all you know, they're all pretty much the same. You know, they go a few different routes, but it's all pretty much the same, the same thing, the same thing. But... Uh, I was watching the one with, uh, it was, uh, oh god, what was her name? Janine Mueller? I think it was Janine, I think it was Janine Mueller. I'm not entirely sure. I think I'm correct. Let me, let me, let me see. Uh, yeah, Janine Mueller, that's it. But it was probably, I mean, I was, I was rolling on the ground for like 10 minutes, just laughing at just, at just how hilarious it was. And, you know, she was talking about, you know, she she had to get she had to get on this flight. And so, you know, you already know how airports work. You already know how airports work. You know, no one's really enjoying it. No one wants to be there, you know. You can't say bombs, you can't say guns, you can't say anything, you know. It, the the airport is just not a great place to be. It's it's the faster you the faster you can get out of there the better. But this this woman, you know, she was talking about how, you know, people, you know, Oh my gosh, people are looking at me like I'm a freak. Well, by the definition of freak, you are one. Because you're that's not something you see. Someone of your size is not an everyday sight to people. To the to the average Joe. That's why people that's why people stare. Because it's like, bro, what? 
That's why when you see something out of the ordinary, you look like when you see a fight. You don't see fights all the time. So what do you do? You look and you stare and you're just, you're just watching. What do you do if you see someone who's like seven feet tall just walking down the street? You look at them and you stare because you don't see seven footers everywhere. What do you do if you see a midget? You stare. You, you try to act like you're not staring, but you're, but you're staring. And so, and so she was talking about, you know, these people, they just, they just, they just keep looking at me and I, I just, they're, they're looking at me like I'm a freak. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they are. And then it came to the time for her to get on the plane. Oh my God. It was, it was absolutely hilarious. I mean, she's, she's crying. She's, and, and by the way, there's a woman behind her who's waiting to get, to take her seat on the plane. So she's just, she's watching this pathetic sight. And I mean, it goes on. I mean, they showed that it lasts like a minute. But I know, based on her size and her, her emotional and physical state, oh, it probably took about three minutes, two, three minutes, just to get, just to, just to cross, cause I don't know if you've ever been on a plane, but you know, they have, they have the walk area. And then you have, you have that part where you step off, off the ramp and actually onto the plane. And so she's at that area for, oh, I don't know. You know, like 30 seconds just looking at it and she, and she's absolutely terrified. I mean, you would think she was about to go skydiving. She was mortified. But eventually she does it. She, she finally does it. It takes like, it takes like three crew members to help her. And it's, it's honestly, you know, there's two people traveling with her and, you know, they they look terribly embarrassed and, you know, she's, and she gets upset at the, uh, airline because, oh, well, let me, let me go back in case you're not familiar with the show. Pretty much my 600 pound life is about these, these really, really morbidly obese people who are pretty much on their last, like they, like they, it's their last lifeline, um, weight loss surgery. And there's a doctor called Dr. They call him Dr. Now. I can't, I can never pronounce his last name, but what happens is he's in Houston. And so wherever these people are, they have to, they have to go there. They have to get there however they can. Driving, um, Flying, whatever. And so they all have to go to where he is. And so that's why she's getting on this plane because she has to go see this man. And, you know, these, the people that are traveling with her, they're just terribly embarrassed. Which, you know, and, you know, it's the good, it's a good thing because no, she's like one of the first ones on the plane. Cause it's the two people that she's traveling with and then it's her. Um, but, you know, she got, she got upset at the airline in the airport. She was like, they, they, they charged me for three seats. How could, like, how could they, how could they do that? 
And when you see her, when you see her finally sit down in the seats, that's right, I said seats with an S at the end. So multiple seats. She pretty much like collapsed on the seats and they like, they go back and then they, you know, straighten back up. But she takes the three seats. So when she said that, I was like, woman, you, you, you take three seats. That's why they charged you three seats. That's that, how the question is, how much space do you take? And you take up three seats. So how much are we going to charge you? We're going to charge you for three seats. It's not, it's not hatred. It's just business. It's just economics. And in all honesty, it's completely and totally fair. If I, let's look at it this way. By her logic, no matter what, you should be charged for one seat because you're one individual. Okay. So in that case, if I'm getting on a flight, all I would have, you know, since I'm just one individual, I could pretty much take my legs. I could take, I could take my back. I could put it against the wind, the window seat. I could take my legs and put them onto the, onto the aisle seat. So that way I'm taking up three seats. But they would only charge me for one seat because I'm one person by her logic. No, no, no. That's not how it works. If I want to do that, they would charge me for three seats. It doesn't, it, it doesn't work. You know, I knew this, you know, I knew this, I knew this girl one, one time. And we, uh, you know, we, we've, we didn't have, we didn't have a falling out. What am I trying to say? We just, well, we just don't talk anymore. And you know, we weren't, we weren't a thing. We weren't a couple or anything like that. But we, you know, we were just two people who knew each other. For, for a good amount of time. And pretty much, I asked her one day, I was like, you know, I was like, I don't think I've ever asked you this. But, what do you want to, like, what do you want to do with your life? And so, she was, she was, she was fat. She was fat. And, uh, you know, she was, she was like, well, she's like, I've always wanted to be a flight attendant. And I said, I see. And I said, why do you want to be a flight attendant? And she said, well, I want, I really want to travel and, you know, see the world. And I was like, that's a, well, that's a fair reason. And I was like, okay, that, that's, that's pretty good. I, I am, I'm tip, as I said in earlier episodes, I'm typically the guy or the friend or the acquaintance who is straightforward with you. If, you know, if we have that kind of relationship. If it's a stranger, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. But if you and I have, you know, we, we know each other and we, we understand how each other's personalities, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna shoot straight with you. So what happened is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say her name was Brittany. Okay? I said, Brittany. I said, listen. I, I understand that that's what you want to do with your life. I said, I, I completely understand that's, 
I, I completely understand. You ha- you've had you have that desire, and that's that's what you want to do. But I said you have to understand, and you have to be honest with yourself. You are too big to be a flight attendant. You simply possess too much mass to be a flight attendant. She was speechless. And then I, I, I continued to proceed because she, you know, she wasn't stopping me because, you know, mostly because she was in shock of what I said. And I was like, and I was like, I was like, Brittany. I was like, have you ever been onto an airplane? She shook her head no. I said, okay. I said, a plane has a very narrow aisle. They're very narrow. The point of a plane is to get as many people onto the flight as possible. Because they're trying to maximize their profits. So... They, they're not going to give you a lot of room to spare. They're not going to give you a lot of room to walk. They're not giving, they're not going to give you a lot of room to sit. And I explained to her, I said, I said, Brittany, I said, when you're walking down the aisle, I, I use myself as an example. I said, Brittany, I'm a skinny guy. I, have to, you know, it, only one person can go at a time down the aisle. It's only it's only one person. It, it it really is made for just one person, the width of one person, to go in one direction. And I said, I'm I'm a skinny person. You know, I'm not a complete. You know, I'm not like a walking stick. But I will, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a thin guy. I'm a thin guy. And so I said, when I walk down the aisle, I sometimes bump seats. And I told her, I said, I said, listen, I was like, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be honest with you. Because, because, because friends, friends are an interesting thing. When someone is your friend, they're going to tell you the truth. And they're, they're going to tell you what you need to hear. They're not going to tell you what, you know, what you want to hear. A friend tells you what you need to hear. That, that, that's what it, that's what a true friend does. And I said, what have your friends said about this? They said, oh, they said, you know, they said I should go for it. And I said, Brittany, listen. These people are not friends. Or they're just, or they're just people who don't want to hurt your feelings and, you know, they, they want you to feel good about yourself. I said, Brittany, at the end of the day, you are the width. You, you are two. You, she was the width of two and a half of me. 
I said, I said, Brittany, you're just, you're too big. You're too, you're too big to be a flight attendant. She said, how, how could you say that? And I was like, I was like, Brittany, I was like, listen, I was like, the seats, there's, there's maybe two feet of room from one aisle seat to the other aisle seat. I said, you just, you're just, you're going to be hitting people in the face just be, just because of your size. It's not, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not being hateful. I'm not doing any of that. It's just that that occupation is not for you. And then I, I broke it down to her this way. I said, you know, people are put on this earth to do different things. And one of the great parts about life is us figuring out why we are put on this earth. And I said, some people, you know, some people are made to, you know, be engineers. Some are made to be great athletes. Some are made to give great speeches. Some are made, people are made for various reasons. People have different purposes. And I said, you know, you know, build is, you know, a factor. I was like, you just, I was like, you just got to be honest with yourself. I was like, I understand. I, and I use myself as another example. I said, Brittany, let's say I wanted to be the next American Idol. And, you know, I, I try really, really hard, you know, I do my best. And I said, but Brittany, at the end of the day, I can't sing. I really, really want to. It's my dream and I work really hard at it. But at the end of the day, when I tell my vocal cords to hit that high note, You know, people's people's ears start bleeding. I said, I'm, I wasn't put on this earth to do that. And I said, I, I I just said, I just said, Brittany, that it's it's just not for you. I don't want you, you know, to continue growing up, and you have the you have this mindset, and you're stuck on it. And then you get to a point where you realize, oh, I can't do this because of my size. I wish someone had told me or at least helped me. I think that's a big problem in society today. We're afraid, I mean, we're, we're afraid to judge people and, you know, help them out. It's like, look, man, that, that that's just, it's just not for you. That thing, that thing is just not for you. And then these people, you know, even like, I'll go back to my American Idol example. You know, they get on, they get on there and they, some people just embarrass themselves. Utterly embarrass themselves on national television. And I said, what is, why, why didn't someone just tell them? Just help them out. Would you rather, would you rather they, 
be sad for a little bit in private. Because when I was talking to Brittany, I didn't do this in front of her friends. It was just me and her. We were just sitting. We were just sitting there talking. We were talking about class one day, and then we just we just veered into this conversation. And I said, I said, I said, listen. I said, would you rather? I said, would you rather? Would you rather find out too late that you can't that you can't do it? Or would you rather, or would you rather know now, and then adjust, and then go after what you were actually put on this earth to do? She said, "I never thought about it that way." I said, "I said, I said, you know, that's understandable." And I said, "You know, I'm I'm really not trying to be mean. I'm not a mean person. People have often told me that I'm mean." And I, I've never understood that because I don't try to be mean. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I'll, I'll tell you what's on my mind. I'm telling you, I would rather know what someone thinks. And it's, com- it's completely contrary to what I believe. I like knowing where people stand. Some people you don't know where they stand because they always save face. You're not you're just, you're just not sure where they are. But it, it's it's absolutely terrible. It's it's absolutely terrible to just to just make people feel good about where they you know you know just make just make people feel good about themselves for the sake of it. Truth is necessary. Truth is absolutely necessary. I mean, you 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 have to just let people know the truth. Sometimes I understand there are way there are there are times and there are places, but I believe when it comes to things like you know, careers, you know, if someone is curious about you know if something looks good on them but honesty honesty is so it's so vastly underrated today and I'm I'm not trying to say I'm this self-righteous person or anything like that but I you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you what I what I think I could be dead wrong I've had, I've had people ask me, specific, specifically girls, on my opinion of things, in terms of what, what they're wearing, or, you know, or they may have questions and they want, and they just want to know what I think. And there have been, there have been times where they, they talk to me, you know, they're in, you know, they're in the mall with their boyfriends. And they're like, you know, I'm trying to find, you know, I'm trying to get a good opinion on this. And I know you'll tell me the truth. And, you know, they'll say, okay, what do you think? And, you know, you know, I'll, I'll tell them, I'll, I'll either tell them, you know, I'll tell them what I think. I'll tell them, oh, that looks good. Um, okay, you need to change. 
uh, you know, but but I'll tell them. And some and oftentimes the guys would be upset and they wouldn't like they wouldn't like it or they and they wouldn't like me. But you know I'm you know I would still tell them. But we, I believe we have to come to a point where we have to stop focusing so much on feelings, man. It's not about how you feel. Feelings are very dangerous things to go by. Feelings pass. Feel, feelings pass. They change. It, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Sometimes you're going to feel uncomfortable. Sometimes you're going to be upset. Sometimes you're you're not going to be happy. And people also have this this mindset. Some people have this mindset where you're you're pretty much supposed to be happy all the time, which is which is just absolutely stupid. Because in life, you're not only going to have happy moments. You'll have sad moments. You'll have uh, neutral moments. You'll have moments of anger, sadness, rage, laughter, joy. You know, it it, de- it depends on what it, it depends on what you do. But but to be. I, you know, just as a, as a society, man, we've we've just gotten so soft. We are terribly soft. You know, I was looking at this whole straight pride parade thing, which is really, you know, I think it's I think it's kind of interesting. You know, I've I've heard jokes about it before, or just jokes about oh, why don't we have a straight or why is there a straight pride parade or things like that. And you know, I've seen I've seen some of the backlash online and some some comments and articles about it. And it's really interesting to me. Because they're talking about, you know, well, there shouldn't be a straight pride parade because straight people haven't had oppression, haven't been oppressed. And so by that logic, that means you can only celebrate something. If you've been oppressed. Like, like, like it's, it's really amazing. It's really amazing. Like, if there was a black pride parade, there'd be nothing wrong with it. But what if it was a white pride parade? Suddenly, suddenly it's a bunch of white supremacists. But if it, if they're black, it's like, oh, you know, they're just celebrating their culture and they're celebrating where they've come from and how far they've come. We can't, we can't have it both ways. We say, you know, the left talks about how they want diversity and all of that. But they really don't. They want the diversity that they want. They want diversity amongst the groups that they like. You know, you know, things like, you know, in my, at Glendora High, where I went to high school, during my, uh, my senior year, there was a, uh, 
there was a a black student union and I decided like these two girls had formed it. And I was like, oh, you know, let me just have some fun and I'll, you know, I'll join. But, you know, they, they kind of talked about things in there and it was, it was kind of interesting. I never really said too much, but, you know, I just, you know, it just makes me think. You know, it's okay to have different, you know, unions, you know, certain student unions for quote unquote minorities or quote unquote marginalized groups or quote-unquote oppressed groups. But what if there was a white student union? What, what, I mean, what would happen? Seriously, what, what would happen? People, people want it both ways. It's like, okay, if you want diversity, okay. Diversity means... All pot, like it involves all possible people and all possible mindsets. They only want, they, they only want the diversity that they would, that they care about and that they want to see and that they want to hear. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. They really don't want diversity. And so we, you know, overall, I know I'm really meandering this episode, but really it's just, you know, it's just really amazing how soft we've gotten as a society. Now, what do I think about the straight pride parade? I say go right ahead. Go right ahead. I mean, if, if that's, if people, if people can be pride, proud about, you know, being LGBT or Q or any of the other, you know, any of the other groups. Why can't you be proud to be straight and celebrate that openly? I don't, I don't see a problem. If you, if you want that, you know, let's have the other. It's cool. I, I, I wouldn't attend. But overall, overall, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. I mean, you know, when it comes to gay pride, you know, gay pride parade or just pride parade, you know, they, you know, they throw that in society's face. I don't, I don't know why straight people can't do it. And also, uh, you know, I, you know, with all, you know, Black History Month and stuff like that, it's just like, bro, uh, no, no. No, I'll probably get into that. And, you know, I'll have, I'll have an episode dedicated to Black History Month when February comes around. But I, I, you know, I don't, I don't care. We, we just, we've just become, we've just become so soft and, you know, feelings have been, have become the number one priority now. Feelings trump everything now. Facts don't matter. Statistics don't matter. Data doesn't matter. Reason. That's out the window. 
logic that's out the window. It's just it's just about how you feel. It's just it's just it's just a bad way. Society is headed in a bad direction, man. I'm gonna shift to this real quick. You know, there was a woman who had a how I don't know how I would describe it. She well pretty much let me tell you what she did. There was this woman who decided to stab herself multiple times because she was tired of living in Trump's America. And so she decided to try to take her own life. Or maybe not take her own life, but she just, you know, self-harmed. And when I read this story, I laughed. I laughed. Why? Because this woman, very easily, it's like this. If you, it's like this. It it would take a lot for me to stab myself. I can't envision any scenario where I would actually do it. Out of my own volition. This woman, this woman was in Florida, by the way. But she was just, she said she was just so tired of living in Trump's America. And so my thing is, if it's like, okay, it's like, okay, you can hate Trump all you want. You know, the left, the left can't stand Trump, man. They can't stand him. They absolutely can, like, they, he infuriates them. They just, they just, they can't stand him. But I'm going to this, if I'm this woman, it's like, okay, if I really hate that America that much, there are so many other options I can do. There are so many other options that I have before I stab myself. Let's just let's just go through a few of these options. Okay. Um you can leave. You can leave Trump's America. And when he's out of office, you can come back or you cannot come back at all. That's that's an option. Okay. Uh option 2. You could you could do what I'm doing. And you could have a podcast and you just rant as long as you want about how much you hate Trump's America. Okay. You could write a book. You could write a column. You could have a blog. Um, you could write a letter to the president and, you know, maybe he'll get it. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, maybe he'll read it. But stabbing yourself, I mean, how, I mean, I mean, I can't, there's easily hundreds of other options to think of before you even, that won't even cross my mind. Seriously, if I hate something that much, if I hate something that much, if I hate being in a certain place that much. And she, this woman, this woman, you know, she's not like in prison or something. So she, she can, 
pretty much do what she would like. She could very easily just leave. She could do that. Well, you're also in Florida, so you're near Cuba, so you could, you could go to Cuba. Just swim on over there if you have that kind of stamina, or you could just take a rowboat or a speedboat, or I, I, I don't know. But this woman really, like seriously, like I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't believe the story. This woman stabs herself. And you know, the, the, pretty much, the people who reacted or, um, you know, helped her out. They said that, you know, she's, you know, pretty much mentally unfit and she could cause harm to herself and to others. So, I think they took her to a, you know, a, a mental hospital or something like that. But yeah, man. That, that's, that's, you know, so she could, she could be crazy, but, you know, still, you, you, you really have to be at a point where you just aren't, just, you just aren't thinking. I mean, how bad can it possibly be? How bad can a situation possibly be? And here's what, here's what people need to understand about the president. People, a lot of, I believe most Americans don't understand how the government works. And I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. When you look at the president of the United States, I say this, politics are personal. And when I say that, I mean, People always think, okay, how is this going to affect me? And what you have to understand is pretty much the president does not affect your daily life. It doesn't. Because I ask you this, wherever, wherever you're listening or whoever you are. When Trump became president, from, from Obama's last day, to Trump's first day, what changed in your life? Take your time. I'll 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 wait for an answer. The president does not affect your daily life unless you directly like I don't know work for him. What he does does not affect your daily life. That, that's it. That's not how, that's not how government works. That's not, that's not how it works. And yeah, like, I, I would just, I would just, seriously, I would just ask you, like, what has, like, what has changed in your life? And even in this, even in this next upcoming presidential election, would I like Trump to stay, would I like Trump to stay president? Yes. What would I do if, uh, you know, if a Democrat won, say Bernie Sanders? I'd be like, well, doggone it. Hopefully he's out of here in four years. 
But you, you just have to understand what how how government works. You have to understand that it's not it's not a monarchy. We don't live under a king. We don't live under a queen. They don't have a scepter, and then they you know they say you know henceforth forevermore, and then they they say something, and whatever they say happens. It doesn't work that way. We have a system of checks and balances. And a big problem, one of the downsides of checks and balances, is inefficiency. The government is terribly inefficient and wasteful. So, you know, so I would say to this woman, I, I, I don't even know what I would do in that situation. I... Would I help her? If it were my job, yes, obviously. But what if I was what if I was just a regular dude just walking down the street and I see that? I would probably just shake my head and keep walking. After I, after I hear that excuse. But yeah, man, I, I, I really encourage you to figure out, you know, how does the government work? If anything, local government is is the most important in your life because that's where you live. Gas prices, you know, you know, taxes, things like that, things that directly affect your daily life. First, it's local then it's, you know, regional, then it's state, then it's federal. Because your local government follows, you know, how things are going in the region. The region goes over a larger space and looks at the state to see how that's going. And the state looks at the federal, you know, they follow the federal government. That's how, that's how it works. So I would I would honestly encourage you, especially before this next election, you know, we still have some time, you know, figure out how the government works. How does uh how does voting work? Things like that. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna do an episode probably in like probably around uh probably like October. September or October, where I'm just going to talk about uh, pretty much how elections work. Because I'm, I remember talking to people during the last election. They had no clue how, how elections work. And it was frightening to see. Absolutely frightening to see. So that's probably what I'm going to do. So, you know, it, it's really just one of those things, man. Where I, I really encourage you, you know, figure out how government works. Figure out, you know, what are your bill of rights? You know, what, figure out, you know, the basic origins of America. Figure out who was who with the founding fathers. Figure out, you know, the presidents and things like that. Because America, you have to understand, America is so young compared to the rest of the world. I'm a history buff. I love I love American history. 
and I'm I'm pretty much really good with it, and I and I remember it pretty well. Not to toot my own horn, but that's that's just kind of my thing. I like doing it, and I like knowing about history and research and research and things like that. But when you look at the rest of the world, take China for example. China goes back. It goes way back. America, if you if you had a if you had a history book, America would have, I don't know, ten pages. Ten pages of history where ten or like fifteen pages of history. China would have like, oh, I don't know, a thousand. It, it, it's un, it's unreal. So I, I, so Americans, you know, I, I say to us, know your history. We need to know our history. We don't have, you don't have to memorize a lot. We really don't. We, we seriously don't. Even, you don't need, it'd be nice if you went back to, you know, you know, colonial times and things like that, but you don't have to do that. You could literally, you could literally start American Revolution forward. That, that's, that's really, that's not that long. It's not that long. It's less, it's less than 300 years. We are a very young nation. Learn your history. Learn, you know, learn where we came from. People, you know, I, I always hated the, the thing, you know, why do we need to learn history? Cause it's, it's already happened. There's nothing we can do about it. History is important because history explains why we are where we are today. It explains why we are in a certain situation. Just take your family, for example. You have a family history. If your parents had never gotten together, you wouldn't be here. History explains why things are the way they are. They explain why you are geographically where you are. It, it explains it explains so many things. History is very, very important. And when you know it that's always bothered me. When when I hear when I hear people talk about, you know, you know, history doesn't matter because it's it's too late, it's in the past. It's like, see, that's the problem. We're not we're not learning from, from what it is. So seriously, just you know, just learn your history. Learn your history. You you really don't you really don't need to. You're not memorizing that much. Even if you don't memorize dates, and times. You know you should understand the story of what happened. You know you should you should pretty much be able to go. Just about pretty pretty close to decade by decade of what happened, to now. That's not asking for much relative to the rest of the world. We're very young. We're very young. You can do it. The brain is a fantastic, is a fantastic tool. It's, it's, it amazes me how much the brain does. It, 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 it absolutely fascinates me. So that, so that, so I'm just going to end it there. There's a show. That I love to watch. It's called Mysteries at the Museum. And pretty much what it is. It's a very interesting show. And it's. The host is. His name is Don Wildman. 
he's a he's a he's a guy who pretty much he talks about different museums and inside these museums he'll talk about little artifacts and he'll pick one you know there'll be some simple artifact or some really famous artifact and it'll go on the it'll go it'll talk about the history of that artifact and it's really interesting like it's absolutely crazy some of these stories and, you know they have you know some some acting and it's it's cheesy but if you just if you just hear the story and you hear where it's come from it's like wow man that's that's just really cool so yeah i i really i really encourage you you know know your history and learn it and memorize it i mean even i mean even just be selfish if you don't know if you don't want to know your country's history do your families know your families that's something i'm trying to work on now because i i don't know much of my family i know i know my mom's side i know my aunts and my uncles but that's pretty much it overall i know maybe over I'm, I know maybe 20 people outside of my immediate household. And so that's something I'm trying to work on. But seriously, man, know your history. I, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it there. I know I really, you know, meandered this episode, but I really just had quite a bit to say. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully you took something from this. And I will see you all Monday morning.